Good morning, everyone. If it's morning, whenever you're listening to this, um, today we're going to be in Joshua chapter 2. And this passage is about Rahab. Uh, this is a really cool story, and uh, we're going to dig into it today. But just to give you a little backstory, uh, Joshua decides to send in two spies to go investigate Jericho. And this is the land that God had promised to the Israelites. And so they were checking it out uh, to, to, to know what to prepare for. And so these spies, they sneak in, and they're starting to become noticed. And they go into the house of a prostitute and ask for help. And while they're there, they're talking, they're trying to come up with a plan what to do. And the king actually gets word that the men had been there. And so he send, the king sends his men to go tell Rahab to turn these men over. And uh, this is where it gets pretty good. She tells them that uh, they were here, but they left. If you hurry, you'll, you'll catch them. If you hurry and leave now, you'll catch up to them. Uh, but the truth is she had hidden them on her roof. And, you know, I'm going to say lying is toxic. It can be such a horrible habit that just gets out of control. Uh, but right here, this is a really good excuse to lie. This is a good opportunity to, to protect God's people. And uh, what's, what, we, what is really cool here is that we begin to see Rahab's faith in God, in, living in a land that, that hates this God, that hates the Israelites. And uh, she, is, she is already hearing and believing what, what she's hearing about God. And, and, and her faith is already changing before she meets these men. But if we read in verse 9, Rahab said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. In verse 10, she says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were, before, who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon and Og, whom you devoted destruction. So she is already hearing about the power of God, and she is believing. She's believing in this, this one true God. And I don't think it's any coincidence that that is where God brings these spies. I believe that God was already preparing her heart. And if you look in verse 11, she says, And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Right here, she is confessing that he is the one true God. And that, that brings a question up. Have you truly confessed? Have you really, really confessed to God? I know there are a lot of Christians, and it's really easy to fall into this, but there are a lot of Christians who take bits and pieces of the word and, and pick and choose what what feels the best at that moment and the truth is true confession means complete surrender sometimes we find ourselves waiting on God to fix everything before we give it all to him before we surrender everything to him and completely trust his word sometimes we're we're waiting on him to fix all of our problems first and what we see here with Rahab is that that her heart was already beginning to turn and she was already beginning to to, to believe in this God. And I believe that her heart must have been softened. And I'm going to uh, point out one thing that that's, there are a lot of scholars who believe that her life in prostitution was a former life. They point out the fact that 
She had the stalks of flax on her roof, and that's what she hid the men with. She covered them with that. And and having that shows that she uh, probably had something to do with making fine clothing. That's what that was used for. And another another thing that, that people point to, uh, some of the scholars, is the fact that the king trusted her word. When she said, they're gone, hurry up and go, that was that. They trusted her. There, there's a chance here that she had already begun to turn her life around. But we know that, that God ordained that moment and, and for them to meet because it was part of God's plan. I'd like to point out another attribute I see about Rahab in Joshua 2, verse 12 through 13. It says, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal, deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and deliver our lives from death. Right here, she is protecting those that she loved. She's not only looking out for herself, she's thinking about all of her loved ones. And that's a part of the, the plan that God has for our lives. And a lot of times we can get stuck just soaking up everything God has for us and not giving out. But God is constantly entrusting people to us whether it be your friends or family uh, or, or, or kids, especially your kids, uh, God, God is entrusting them to you. And it is so important that we, we care about the well-being of not only uh, them physically, but their souls, their eternity. There's a story of a mother who would tuck her daughter into bed at night and read her a Bible study and then pray with her. And one night the little girl said, Mommy, your hair is beautiful. I love your hair. Your eyes are beautiful, Mommy. I love your eyes. Mommy, your eyes are so beautiful. I love your eyes. But, Mommy, your arms are ugly. I, I can't love your arms. The mom then explained to her that when the little girl was a baby, the mom had placed her in a carrier not far from the fireplace. And one of the logs shifted, and, and then it rolled out across uh, the rug, and then it got closer to her. And when the mom noticed she jumped towards and she put her arms right in front of that log. And she rescued the baby, but in the process, her arms were severely burned and disfigured. The little girl was silent, and she fell asleep. The next night, after the Bible story and the prayer, the little girl said, Mommy, your hair is beautiful. I love your hair, your eyes, your face. But Mommy, your arms are the most beautiful of all. I love your arms. And the same instinct that all of us, I believe every one of us would have for a child to protect them in, in danger, from danger. I think that our same instinct should be for their soul. When we see those around us that God sends our way, that we know he's entrusting us with, we have a responsibility to love and to protect and serve and, and, and to, to build up that relationship so that, that we can speak life, so that they hear uh, whenever we're sharing about our faith. It's important that they see that in our lives. And in this story, we see that there are people that God brings together for a really huge plan. And if they had not been walking in faith and bold and, and really preparing their hearts for what God was going to use them for, they may have missed that opportunity. They may not have uh, really, really seen each other in the right way. And we see before when the Israelites keep wandering in the desert for 40 years, 
It's because their hearts weren't in the right place. And a lot of times in our lives, we get so distracted. We get so caught up with things. And maybe we get overwhelmed or we get stressed. And we're not completely walking in the plan that God has for us. And we can end up walking in circles and stressing ourselves out more. Then if you look on, in verse 14, And the men said to her, Our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then we, then when the Lord gives us this land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. What is so important here is that uh, their faith that we're talking about, acting in that faith, it means acting as if it's already done. They said, then when the Lord gives us the land, not just, oh, maybe if this works out, then, then we'll help you out too. They know that God is going to come through. Their faith is in the right place. And having that kind of faith in God and in the promises that he has for your life means believing as if it's already done. And that's one of the hard things about faith because a lot of it is, is in the unseen. But one thing that's great is just like Rahab had heard about the power of God, a lot of times we need to allow ourselves to or allow our faith to be encouraged by other people's stories of faith. Until our time comes. Until God fulfills his promises in our life. It's important that we don't walk in discouragement and walk in the stresses of life. But that we, we trust and believe. And we know that he's going to, to, to come through with everything that he has promised. So the spies are acting in faith. Bold faith. Rahab is acting in faith. Then Rahab manages to become the great, great, and 20-something more greats grandmother of Jesus Christ. Like I said, this is no coincidence. This is an incredible just example of the way God, God works things out for the good. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. No matter how low you get, and consider the the life of Rahab, no matter how low you get, no matter how many times you've messed up, God's not done with you yet. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let the enemy cause you to, to think less of, of who you can be because God is not done with you yet. Then in verse 15, she helps them escape. Uh, she helps them, them climb out. and um, But before they leave... They say, the spies say to her, when we come into the land, you shall tie this scarlet cord. They give her a scarlet cord, red scarlet cord in the window, which you let us down. Tie it in the window and you shall gather into your house, your father and mother, your brothers and all your father's household. Now, this scarlet, obviously represent, representing blood that was shed. And throughout all the Old Testament, uh, the animals that were sacrificed that for, for forgiveness and redemption, uh, ultimately... Jesus paying that ultimate sacrifice and, and that uh, scarlet representing his blood. But we know that, that they, she hung this there and that if you look ahead, I'm not going to tell the whole story of when they, um, when they defeated Jericho, but in Joshua 6, verse 25, it says, And Joshua saved Rahab, the harlot, uh, the harlot alive, and her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. 
We know that God protected her. We know that God used her in, in so many more great ways. And that God fulfilled his promises. And whatever God has begun in your life, he's not done yet. Maybe you've taken a detour. You've become distracted. He's not done with you yet. It doesn't mean your chance is over. God wants to use you. And there are people God is sending in your life that he wants to speak life to through you. It's incredible that we see them helping out each other here. And that's a big part of our faith that we sharpen each other. And we have a great responsibility in that. God, I pray right now for, for everyone who's listening. That first of all, you will begin to soften our hearts. If there are things from our past, if there are things uh, from, from our old lives that have calloused us, that have caused us to, to not trust you, to be uh, more focused on, on the problems, on the circumstances than, than who you really are, God, would you begin to just soften our hearts? Would you begin to break down those walls so that we can, we can trust you, so that we can look to you? God, I also pray that you will help us, God, strengthen our faith. Help us to, to see those in need. Help us to see the people around us that, that you are sending our way. We know that you have great plans for our lives, and we all struggle with that at times. We all struggle with believing that we are even capable of helping someone else, but you have us here for a reason. And I pray that you will open our eyes to see the th see people the way you see them. God, help our hearts to be turned towards them. Help us to be ready and prepared. Help our faith to be strong so that when those times come, we are ready to walk in faith, to walk in boldness, and to be used by you. We need you, God. We can't do it without you. We know, you're, we know that we are no one's Savior, but that with you, God, we can help rescue others. Please use us, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. We come to worship you.
See 